Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're sitting here in this, I don't even know if I want to call it a replica, because everything is real. The floor is real. The yeah. rims are real. I mean, this, when I look at the walls, this actually was on our wall at school. Literally, we kind of sitting in the birthplace of Hoop Dreams. Yep. So speaking of Hoop Dreams, man, tell me about the time when you first saw it and, you know, and what were your thoughts on it? You know, it, it was a it was a fantastic story. You know, I, I you know, growing up and, and looking at that, it just inspires you to be better yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has their dreams. And to me, it inspired me to do and create my own dream. Yeah. And that's what I got from it. Yeah. But the show, everything was about it. The story, everything was about what we're living in, you know, and what we did through our lives when you play this game of sports. So, yeah. Home life, you know, yeah. all that. That, you know, coaches, what you got to go through. Exactly. It was just exposed, set there, you know, for like two hours and 50 minutes. And it come out October 94. And you remember where you was at that time? 94, I was in, uh, I was in Miami. <laughs> I was in Miami, 94, you know? Yeah. I was actually, it, it was at that time, I was, you know, to get on the heat. Mm-hmm. I had to go through three mini camps. Yeah. So there was 150 guys that came through Miami for only two positions. What? And that year, it was me and and uh, Tony Farmer who made the team as out of all that situation. Dudes. Two 150 dudes. dudes. Three mini camps. Wow. And Tony Farmer made it, and I made it. Hoop Dreams, the podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Hey, G, we got something special right now. <laughs> Sitting across from us, man. NBA great. Yes. Let me say that again. NBA great. Great. The man joining us today is, for, is a California native. That's right. California love. That's where he's from. Yeah. Played his ball in Las Plumas before going on to play D1 at Arizona State. Yeah. Played nine seasons in the NBA. Damn. Not one, not two, <laughs> not three. He's going to keep it going with the Utah Jazz, the Miami Heat, where he was named the 1997 NBA Most Improved Player. And you mm. know what that happens, right? Oh. The check start. Yeah, the cheddar start rolling in. Finished his career with the Memphis Grizzlies. Man, we like to welcome to the Hoop Dreams podcast. The one and only, the legend. I'm going to give his full name. His full name. Isaac Austin. I'm Will Gates. That's my dog. Arthur AG in the building. Welcome to the show, man. What's good, man? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I appreciate all this, man. It's, uh, Man, we so great glad intro you came too. Out. I have to say, that. yeah, yeah. But you know what I love about it? it's all true though. Right? It's, it's all true. Yeah, yeah. it's right. all yeah, true, you man. Put in that work to get that. So absolutely, uh, absolutely. 
Our podcast is, is a little bit different. We want to know the Ike Austin story. We want to know your story, man. What was it like growing up uh, in, in Cali? Give, give, us, give us the background on your life. Well, you know, I like to say that, you know, I had a, especially these days, mm-hmm. I've had a good life. You know, I had both parents in the home. My mom and dad was in the mm-hmm. home. Uh, we did live in the projects, but that's that's reality. Yeah. That's what it is. Good. But I had much love in the, in the house, and I had a father that, you know, pushed us, that pushed us to, you know, work, to do this, to do that. And if you're going to, you know, want to do something, he's going to push you to go do it. So, um, and I had a mother that, you know, really took care of us. She, wow. And she's still living today. My dad passed away, but my, my mom is still living today. And she lives in Fresno still as of today. So, um, but yeah, growing up, it's, you know, I had five sisters and one brother. I was the baby. Wow. And, uh. But well, we would say we would say that's a big family, right? Yeah, that's a big family, yeah. right? Baby, yeah, right. But I mean, big kids. So like, my sisters are like six three, six four. Oh, uh, you know, my brother is six five, six six. Well, no, about six seven. And then I was a baby that ended up being, you know, six ten. So I get it was competition at the table. Absolutely, competition. Who getting into the bathroom first? Like everything, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Everything. Man. Everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I was, I was thinking you were saying that because it, you know, I grew up in a big family and, and, and I just got to ask you this. What was it like with you and your brother, though? I think the thing was, my brother was the pure athlete. I wasn't. I was chubby, slow, mm. uh, but, you know, had good hands. Yeah. Yeah. Can dance, had good feet. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, eventually, once once I had gotten shape, then it, the competition was there. Mm. But I, I always looked up to my brother because okay. he was so good. I mean, he was, in my eyes, he was the greatest because I seen it live. Okay. You know, I seen him drop 65 points in a game. Wow. In high school. Damn. <laughs> yeah, he would be. He would have been my hero too. So you know, I used to play. I played JV when he was playing varsity, and I would play my game, come back, and I was their water boy and and all this stuff for the varsity team. Now, did your sisters play too? Uh, one of them did. She played at uh, Fresno High School. Okay. Um, but they they just didn't go that path. You know, okay. it was just you know me and my brother was the ones that went in that path of sports play, of sports and stuff like that. That's why we, my parents moved us from Fresno mm-hmm. and we moved down to Gridley. Now, was it just always basketball? Or did y'all play any I other played sports? football too. So oh, okay. I, played, I played football in high school and basketball. But like I said, I was slow. Mm. I can remember, I can tell you this story. And my dad is 6'5", 300. And strong as an ox, right? And he didn't play, you know, when it comes to his kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this story just because <laughs> I think, you know, you can get a grip of how he was. Yeah. So I was playing JV. And David Severance, who 
was assistant coach at the Clippers. Okay. Was the high school coach who coached my brother, but he was coaching JV first. And then Dempsey, who was the head coach, moved. And then he got the head coaching job. So just to set you up for what's happening here. Yeah. And and so Severance was my coach and the JV. So he was, you know, telling me, oh, you slow, you keeping this, you know, run the liners. You know how you used yeah. to run the, uh -huh. the, the liners wow. and stuff in practice and this and that. So my dad came in the gym at the, towards the end of the practice. And he said, why are you the only one out here running? And I said, well, you know, the coach said, I'm slow. I need extra running and this and that, that, that. So at Gridley High School, there's an upstairs to the locker room. Okay. There's only one way up, one way down. <laughs> and the coach has his office and stuff up there. So he went up in there and he, he went in there and told David Severance, like, look, don't you ever talk crazy or kick my son out just because he's doing something slow. Wow. The most important is he's finishing. Mm. Mm. As long as he finish and he don't quit, mm. yeah. it shouldn't matter yeah. how slow, how fast. How did Coach take that? Oh, he, he couldn't do nothing. Because <laughs> he knew his, his it was next. Next was just the hands was going to go next. So. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know how he is. Six five, three hundred pounds, walking up in that office. Right, right. Oh, we need to talk. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, snatch my brother at halftime. What? Why are you acting like that? Damn. No, serious. No, my dad was serious when it came to because he wanted us to be our best, mm -hmm. but he didn't want us to act a fool. He didn't want you to take that to. Head, you know, it got to my brother Alex, which is his name, Alex Austin, mm -hmm. got to his head. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Because he was so good, you know what I mean? Oh. So then you get the big head and yeah. you start thinking you can just do anything. And it doesn't work like that. Not with him. Wow. Pops so he, was keeping you level-headed, grounded. Keep you level-headed, grounded. But you got to remember, I'm the youngest. So I'm watching all the stuff that he's doing yeah. and learning so that I don't make those mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is the difference in the way our careers, you know, ended up going once, you know, we got to college and then right. the next level of the thing. My brother had an opportunity to play in the league but he played overseas, yeah. but he, you know, he didn't make it to the league and I made it to the league. And I think that's what the animosity between us, like yeah. when you talk about the competition between brothers, yeah. that, that is what happened because of the day that I got drafted by the jazz in 91, we had a party at the house and he was like, he was all upset when I, when I got that call Wow, from Jerry Sloan saying, you know, son, we picked you and we want you to come here to Utah and Bam. do your thing. I just got to ask, man, because the happiest day of your life is now being confronted with mm -hmm. the guy that you admire, the guy that you looked up to. Yeah. Not showing what you thought 
would be, you know, him excited for you. Yeah, true happiness. What, what, what was your emotions like during that time? I was, you know, I was upset because I looked at it as it didn't matter right. who made it. It was, we it's made family. it. We yeah. made it. Yeah, we made it. That was the thing. And that's how I looked at it. But I think apparently he didn't, he didn't look at it that way. And, you know, to this day, we're not even that, you know, we're not close. Because of that situation. Because of that situation, we don't talk. Wow. Don't even, I don't even talk to him because of the, the things that have happened. You know, he oh. has a son. Mm-hmm. I have a son. My son played on his AAU team. Mm. And he treated my son like he was just, you know, some Joe Blow out there. And then wanted to pump up what was happening with Isaiah, which is his son, mm-hmm. which was at Baylor, which played with Compton Magic, mm-hmm. with A-Tope and them. Yep. Yep. You know, I know A-Tope. A-tope. Yep. I, I taught A-Tope at, uh, at, the, uh, at the, a Big West tournament, uh, a Big West camp that used to happen in Santa Barbara all the time. Okay. You know what I mean? So these are the, the things that, you know, unfortunately happen in our lives, but you got, you know, you gotta, you gotta move on. But yeah, it, it, it wasn't a good situation for me because I really thought that, you know, either one of us made it, we made it. That was, that was what it was. Man, we won't, we won't move into your high school because now you're, 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 you're transitioning in high school. At this point though, did you know that basketball was it? Or did you think that, yeah, I got a love for it, but I really don't have a love for it at this point. Yeah, I was in the I was in the in the middle. I played football. Um, I w- when I was in middle school, I played on the middle school high school uh, uh, basketball team. Mm-hmm. And then because of my brother was playing, I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Um, so then I went to high school. So I'm a freshman in high school, and then I played football. Because the coach that was our JV coach for basketball also was for football. Football, okay. So I went out and played. I played tackle for offensive side. I was a tackle. Mm-hmm. And defensive end, I played, you know, nose guard, this, that, and that. And we had a really good squad. I mean, we won. As, really? You know. If but football, I only played if, if in football. football wow. We, we actually won, you know. But... You know, and then from there, I just started playing the basketball. And it, it was more, I just switched and said, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this basketball thing. And AJ, now we always ask this question, man. And, it, and it's, whether it was at your school, your brother, yeah, in the neighborhood, who's the guy that you knew that you had to beat that dude and you said, I'm ready? Oh, that was my brother, bro. I, I, you know, like I said, he he he, he was the mark at the time wow. for me. So you hold as your brother up here, and all the other schools rivalries and all that, like y'all, they, I crush they, y'all. It's this dude who I'm who I need to try exactly. To, wow, because he crushed him. Yeah, he crushed. I mean, Gridley is small. But they can pack out a high school gym. <laughs> Say the whole town. And there was a rivalry. The, the school was Willow. That was the name of the school. And my brother went up in there and he dropped 50 on him. In they spot. 
in day spot. Then they came and played us at Gridley. And I mean, he went, I remember the, I remember the picture that they snapped, uh-huh. but he was behind the back. He was, he went baseline and he jumped and his head was behind the backboard and he dunked it. I mean, it was just, it was nasty. It was nasty <laughs> what he did to them. I used to be like, wow. I know you're like, my turn. I'm I was like, yeah, like, I'm coming. Wow. And here, I wasn't dunking. I didn't dunk until like my senior year. Really? How yeah. big were you? I was, what, my sophomore year, I was about 6'5". And then junior year, I got about 6'8". Then Damn. my senior year, I was, you know. So I wasn't dunking because I was heavy. So mm-hmm. I wasn't jumping like that. But, you know, as for the left hand, right, right hand, hook, hook, boom, yeah. do this, this, you know. You always had jumping. a soft touch, too. I touch, touch is there. The, the, your soft just, touches was right there. Yeah. That, that, that five to 15 foot range. Yeah. Money. And you can handle the ball, too. Like, what did you, did you work on your handles? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. That was, that was a lot of, you know, these dribbling, get, get, uh, dribbling drills. You know, at the time we used to, be, you remember those uh, those the blinders, the blinders. blinders had to put them on <laughs> when you couldn't see down. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we used to wear those and do all the do all the dribbling things. I did everything that you know the guards, all that stuff, and then just learning. Like I said, I I was the last one, so I used to watch and see and do things and learn. And the different coaches that were coaching, I listened to the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not like these kids that don't listen right. or watch. They think they know. Mm-hmm. And it's more of watching, analyzing, looking at tape or seeing this. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you work on that skill. And and so that that was a, a knack for, for me when it came to basketball. I was like a sponge. I, I grasped whoever was talking. Talk grasp that stuff in and then process it and and figure out, you know, what I'm going to do from there. I've heard you say this a lot throughout the interviews that your weight was an issue. At what point did you make the decision that, you know what, I got I got to shed this stuff off and I got to keep it off me this time? That was junior college. That was junior college. That was Keith Hughes. Wow. Yeah, because of his, you know, he was like Bobby Knight, right? Mm-hmm. So he had to condition this program, this, that, and that. And, you know, I had he had brought in five Alabama players. Wow. Five different guys that had talent. Uh Greg was Greg was a he's a good friend of mine. He coached my daughter now, but Greg was six ten point guard, left handed. What? With handles. You said handles. a point guard, six ten can bring the ball up. I'm bring running the, the ball up. Damn. Bring the ball up. Shoot threes. This in junior college. Junior college. We had a guy named Rodney Jones, which was another Alabama player. He was 6'5, just jump out the gym. He was our three man. I was playing post. I had another guy named Tim. Tim was playing uh, our power forward. Mm-hmm. And then we had a dude, we called him Keeley. He was our two guard. So it, was there a place that you was? If you wouldn't have went to that junior college, do do are we sitting here talking about? I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so because high school was experimenting. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was, you know, I played because my brother was playing, playing type thing. Yeah. It didn't really click until when I got to really? when I got to Reedley Junior College, which was at the time called King's River okay. Junior College, and which is in Reedley. Reedley is the city, right? Okay. Which is outside, right outside of Fresno. Fresno. So the journey takes me to Gridley, which goes to Orville, Las Plumas, senior year. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Then we all, my dad and them, we all moved back to Reedley outside of Fresno mm. and go to junior college. Wow. We packed the house. And we played Fresno City, which was our rivalry. Okay. And, man, it was standing room. And, you know, my dad in there talking mad shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's going down tonight. Absolutely. Y'all better be ready. I got to ask you this, though. But what was said to you? See, See, I'm always into that. What was said to you that made you change? What did the coach say? What did your dad say? What did your mom say? It was more Keith. What he said to me was like, son, you, you got to get it. You know, you got to get in shape. Mm. You have all the skills. Wow. I'm saying, what? was it, was it the money? Cause I, I tell you when we interviewed, um, a kid from Kentucky and he was telling us about when Bam was there, coach came out and said, man, I just got off the phone with the league. And they said, man, if you just, you know, do the basics. You a hundred million dollar man. Was NBA in your mind when you was talking to the coach? No, this is this is just junior college trying to get to to uh, another level in uh, your... to to a uh, uh, Division One school because mm-hmm. I wanted to play Division One. Yeah. And at that time, my brother was at Arizona State. I was in junior college, so in the summertime, I was going to Arizona and playing against. Kevin Johnson and Mark West, mm-hmm. and, you know, we all playing in the gym, you know? So I got a chance because he was there. I got a chance to play against college players, mm. test my skills yep. in the gym. You know, they had Arthur Thomas, and Steve Beck, all these cats that played Play. with my brother. One of my best friends to this day is Terrence Wheeler. He really? was there. Yeah. Mm. So he he was there. You know, this this was the experience. And then mm-hmm. when I got to college, it was, you know, okay, I made all Pac-10. And then I, you know, went over and played with the Pac-10 team, all Pac-10 team. We went and did that travel in Germany. So we went. Mm. This was before the uh, the Berlin Wall was down and all this wow. stuff. So we went to Germany and played in Cologne and all the different cities. So I played with Sean Rooks and, you know, all these cats, you know, that was all in the, you know, we traveling and playing together. So then you start thinking now, okay, these cats we getting talked about, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I got, a, I got an opportunity. Mm. And even in college, after my senior year, it wasn't like just easy. It wasn't easy to say, okay, I keep getting drafted. Even though I 
you know, drop numbers. I was averaging was, I think, at Arizona State, about 16, 17 points, about eight, nine rebounds. Mm -hmm. So we lost to Arkansas, which we should have beat them. Headache won, lost the game for us. We had them on the ropes when they were number one. Arkansas was number one with Oliver Miller and all them boys. Uh, all them boys. We had them on the ropes in Atlanta. I actually remember that game. Yeah, yeah, y'all did. We had them on the ropes. And instead of him giving the ball to Terrence, Frieder giving the ball to Terrence and let him, because I had 25 and 10, he had 20 himself. <laughs> so, and we beat Rutgers before to get to that. Yeah. What a time, too, man. That's, that's crazy. So when, you, when you're saying, like you said, this, this the kid from... Kentucky was saying, or oh, somebody said, you're 100 million. It wasn't like that that day. It's because the league wasn't even like that. That's right. right. Yep. You know, the league game wasn't even close. <laughs> league minimum, when I was in the league in 91, was only 130,000. League minimum today is over 500,000. And where it happened was, is when I was at Arizona State and I got a phone call that said, son, can you get to the draft to the uh to the here to Chicago for the draft. Damn. And I said, when can you send me a ticket? <laughs> I went to the draft, right? I had black shoes. Ooh. I'm out there because not the star players wasn't playing, right? So I'm out there playing, whatever. And there was a GM at Charlotte who called me up, was gonna talk to me, and he said, Look, son, let me tell you something. You should get you a pair of white shoes that would make you look like you're moving it a lot faster. Get out of here. Are you serious? Just that little simple <laughs> Yeah. That, yeah, but that's a whole But that right there, going to that camp and showing out at that camp yeah. was when, when I had got the opportunity to actually get drafted because I wasn't even there. They didn't think I was... Mm -hmm. had the ability to do. But when I showed up there yeah. and then showed out when I was there. Lights come on. I just got to ask you this, man, because we in this season now, too, of just, you know, calling stuff for what it is. Yeah. In retrospect, when that guy said that to you, that you would look faster in white shoes, have you ever reflected on that? Because I remember when my coach, he said that to us, too. He says, you know, black makes you look slow, so... We're not going to wear all black gym shoes. <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, man, back then it went over my head. Yeah. Right. But upon further reflection years later, I'm like, man, that was borderline racist, if not. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, right. What do you mean? I'm like, my skin is black. What do you right. mean? Right. I look, right. Right. So you said, I look slow. I'm like, you know right. what I mean? Right, right, right. It's like, like right. I mean, have you ever, like, reflected on that he said to, that? To be, to be honest with you, I didn't look at it that at that way. I looked at it as because I was not a conflict person and I'm trying to make it, right? So I didn't want to cause any right. Strife. I wanted them to I wanted to show them that I'm willing to listen and learn. Yeah. Right? So today, like you said, today you look at it, yeah, that is a borderline <laughs> to be borderline ra racist, racist right? comment. But I looked at it as he trying to tell me something to help, help me get you, me yeah. there. Mm -hmm. 
And out of that situation, he invited me out to Charlotte because they had two picks. They had mm. the first round pick. They had the 22nd pick. They took Larry Johnson in the first round pick. And then that 22 pick, uh, I forgot who they took. But they were going to take me because I went out to Charlotte. And I think I missed maybe two shots in their whole workout, mm. which was about an hour, two hour workout that they put me through. Well, right, man, we got this thing we call halftime, man. We're going to throw some quick hitters at you. And um, I'm going to let my man A.G. jump it off. Yeah. Mr. Austin, most improved player in the NBA. The top three toughest college stadiums you played in? Arizona. Okay. Tucson. Okay. UCLA. Oh, Pauly. And Washington. Washington. Because we were I played mostly Pac-10. We didn't play against the, you know, the East teams. Right. I can see, you know, playing in the garden and stuff, you mm -hmm. know, after the fact, but playing college ball at in the Pac-10 in the Pac-10 at that time, those those no, no. I'm sorry. I take the Washington back. <laughs> I go with Oregon. Terrell Brandon was at Oregon. Wow. So Oregon. UCLA, mm -hmm. and then Arizona was like, that was, that was. That <laughs> had to be Arizona versus Arizona State? Ooh, ooh you didn't want to be in that gym. <laughs> that gym, man, it was packed, and ooh, it was nasty. I'm going to give you one you got to think of. Name me three people you met over the over your years, over your the lifetime playing mm -hmm. that you would have not met because of basketball, and how have they influenced your life? I would have to say Carl Malone uh, because I think he showed me the way to how to be a professional. Mm. Um, the things that I learned from him over the years, I, I owe him that. It was like we were like family. He brought me in like I was his brother, like, like wow. family, that type of thing. That's how deep the relation, relationship was. Uh, Pat Riley. And the reason why it was Pat Riley is because during those, those three... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Uh, those three mini camps that I went to, Pat Riley took the right to co come into the locker room because one of the one of the times I had to leave early because my son was sick. Right, he came into the locker room and he told me, "Son, you lose ten more pounds, I'll let you come back. <clears throat> but if you can't do it, then." There's nothing I can do for you. And I never forgot about that. And so Pat Riley was my way of really becoming the player that I became into the league. Just for him saying that. Because of the, the, the demand mm -hmm. um, and then the opportunity. Because Zoe, Zoe 
history was that he's going to miss 20 to 25 games a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they he had to have some kind of blanket. Yeah. Some bag of somebody needs so, to So, you know, when I won that most improved was because Zoe got hurt and we did not miss a beat. We didn't lose no games. You know. Damn. I went from. You, you stepped know, right into that role. I stepped right in the role. I was averaging 20 and 10. I mean, my best game, my best game was off a of back-to-back against Toronto. I had 33 and 22. And I had 22 points at halftime, 24 at halftime. Wow. Nine offensive rebounds. Wow. Call Pat Riley. What's that third one? My mother. Moms. Moms kept me grounded. She was the support that was there. My father was there, but she was the, you know, he was the more Mm rah-rah, and she was the more balanced to say it's going to be all right, gave you the hugs, stuff when it was tough. Yeah. So, you know, I have to. That's amazing. That's amazing three right there, dog, I have to say. Let me get you with this. What other passes did you have? outside of basketball that could have been a career had you not played ball? For me, I think uh, business. Business was one. Uh, I like to, you know, projects and project financing. I got into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got a real estate portfolio? Like I said, right now, it's more for other projects. So, like, I got a partner. His name is Constantine. We have a project together. We've been doing it now for over, I want to say, 15 years to get it to where it is today. Mm. It's called Dot Music. I don't know if you guys know about TLDs, but the internet, which is like property, they opened up, <clears throat> they opened up uh, uh, generic names like music, mm-hmm. like house, like mm-hmm. bank, and so Constantine knew that this was coming. So we own dot music. So if I Google for so what's gonna happen, we haven't launched yet. Okay. We just want it. Okay. Right? We beat Google, Amazon, Apple, you know, all these people and the music industry. Because wow. everybody wanted that that TLD. It's music. Mm. It's a monopoly when you get it, but they were going at it to be like a dot com. Dot com means it's open. Anybody can get it. Dot edu, you have to be registered in a college. You have to do this. So it's more okay. about community, mm. right? So we went at it as the music community. Mm. And then we we put the Grammys, all this. We went to like all around. Constantine went everywhere. And even when they tried to steal it from us mm. and and go, you know, at the situation, because there's so much money, bro. Is this situation is a monopoly. Dot mm. org is a monopoly. You own that is everyone that got a dot org is paying you money, bro. That's crazy. So dot music is is the that's the next that's the next TLD. Which like I said, 15 years to actually get it now, I'm gonna launch here in the next next year or so. So I've been 
advocate about projects and business and, and things. And I've been fortunately to meet certain people because of my status of basketball and because I played not only here in the United States, but I played all over the world. So the experience of of all that networking with the, with the right people. In other people. words, he said he got a he got a monopoly on dot music, and mm-hmm. uh, if we if we try to use it, we got to use got to pay. Yeah, that's what that's what I heard. Yeah, you know, if you want hoop dreams dot music, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Man, I got to hit you with this one. You being a big man. Give me your top three favorite kicks you played at. When I played, I was a Nike guy, right? Okay. So, but when I was younger, we started off with Converse because that was was what was fitting at the time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? The All-Stars was the joints. They didn't have no support, nothing. But those were the things that you hooped in. They was heavy. They was heavy. Uh, You know, uh, but... My my thing is Nike, man. Ooh. Nike is is the it. I only played in Nikes. Which ones you played? Uh, I played in the flights. Yeah, early nineties. The, the flights. No, I got actually. Did you play in these? You ever <laughs> play in the <laughs> Mr. Robinsons? You ever play in them David Robinsons? No. <laughs> no. That was a big man's shoe. Oh no, no, no. I, I ain't play. Let, let's get something straight. <laughs> I didn't yeah. play in no big man shoe. Yeah. I played in a guard shoe. Shoot. Remember, I had to be light on my feet. That's right. I'm trying to look fast. So, <laughs> That's right. I played in a guard shoe. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. I thought you I would saying. wear a Kobe before I go and pick a Shaq shoe. I'm a big guy, but I'm in a, you know, I'm, I'm I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm a guard. You know what I mean? Since you played with your boy Carl Malone, did he ever come in and say, they go a pair of L.A. gear catapults. Oh, on. no, no. You know what? I forgot to tell you that. No, no, no. My, my bad. I did play in the L.A. gears. I had what? an L.A. gear deal with gear. Carl. Carl got me an L.A. gear deal. So what? I played in L.A. gear that actually had the lights in the uh the in lights the, in the, the soles. Yeah, 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 yeah. We came out with them joints. What? In the NBA game. What? Carl wore them joints in the NBA game, bro. They had a nice little soul on them, too, though. Like, it was real cushiony. Carl came out and played in them joints, yo, with the the lights on them joints. So when they call it a name, you know, they dim the lights. They saw his shit was like, click, 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 click. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow. The league didn't say nothing about that? Nah, 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 because you got a contract, right? Mm. So the league has a, a, a basic contract. They had Reebok. Right. Okay. So, if you you as a player didn't have your own contract, you would have to wear Reeboks. Mm. Those are the shoes. That was the shoes for the NBA. For the NBA. Okay. Right. Uh, then it went to Adidas. You know, because mm-hmm. Adidas bought Reebok. So that was. Those are the. That's the bait. But if you have a contract with Nike or this, or you're a Nike player, you wore whatever your contract was. Wow. Say so you're a Nike dude. Let's just put it out there. Yeah. You're a Nike dude. Yeah, Nike, Nike is Nike's got a lock on the on the shoe game. Yeah. They only control ninety eight percent of the basketball market. Right. <laughs> and they did they did really big when they got Jordan. Yeah, they so did. <laughs> when they signed him, it was a wrap. Oh 
give me your famous uh when you did go who the who's your famous for <laughs> a golf look i i okay so tiger's my number one yeah. because he stayed in Owlsworth when I was playing in Orlando. I was in Owlsworth. So I used to watch Tiger go out there and hit balls on it because it was a, it's a community, right? Really, so of course. Ken uh, uh, Griffey was in there. And Shaq also had a place inside of Owlsworth. It's like, it's like a community, gated community. And then they had these different lakes that connect all around. So Tiger had a house in there. And then there was a golf course that was in that community. So Tiger used to go and I used to see Tiger hitting and I used to tell him because we going to drop the uh, jet skis because I was going <laughs> to drop the jet skis in the water to go over to Shaq's crib, right? Because right. we, we having a blast over there. So I used to go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because he was on my side. Jack, Jack was away on the other side. Him and Ken Griffey, baseball, you know, the baseball player, that was in the same, like, in the same area. So I used to go by and I see him hitting the balls. And I was like, man, what's up, man? You going to come? Let's get on these skis, man. You know, I can do this thing. He's like, no, nah, I got to, you know, I got to work on my game. I got to work on my game. So just to see that and then, you know, what he did just – the other days at the Masters to come back to even be able to do that is that's that, you know. Phil, I gotta give Phil some because he's Arizona State, so oh. I gotta give Phil his his business. <laughs> um, so I'm a Phil fan because Phil is Phil is a gamer. I mean, away from you know playing professionally, he'll get on the course. He, he, he talking about betting, you know. What I mean? So you know it was that. Like okay, Jordan. Well, the golfer, Jordan was golfing me. He used to come out here, uh, here in Vegas, and we go play Shadow Creek. And he talking he talkin mad shit, and the money's going up every hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you Damn. know, we had that. And then you know, I had a, I had one of my one of my homeboys used to play, um, but another guy who I love playing with, his name is Ron Boone. He's one of the announcers with uh, with the Utah Jazz. Okay. So he's still doing it to this day. He played in the ABA. Wow. But yeah, he's a good, good friend of mine. So we used to play a lot of courses together when I played. So, yeah, that, that's, that's where it's at. What is in your playlist this day? What you listening to? I'm a music guy. I love music. I To be honest with you, I used to DJ. So... The, the, uh, with the headphones and the, and the yeah, tables and, and the Now, let me tell you who taught me. <laughs> you guys remember Luther Wright, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big Luther, Luther Wright. Big Luther. Big Luther. Big Luther, absolutely. When he was a rookie at the Jazz, he came in, and Luther was the one that taught me how to DJ, how to scratch, how to mix, all that stuff, bro. 
how to fade, all how of to that. fade, all of it, bro. Big Luther, Big Luther was crazy. Big, yeah, yeah. So I went and bought techniques, all that stuff. We used to come to the house, do all that stuff. Luther, the crazy story about Luther was, he was so out of it. I mean, NBA wasn't like he wasn't even thinking like that. Luther was playing on the drums in Houston, <laughs> playing some beats on the drum before the game. That's the type of stuff that he was doing, what? bro. But yeah, Luther taught me how to DJ. So my playlist right now, I'm listening to, okay, I got some trap music in there. You got yeah. the trap music. So, you know, I got a little baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, I, I got to I gotta stay with my 90s music, so, uh, man. So like I'm, I'm in those 90s, you know, the Joes. The, a lot of people don't know about this. But Gerald Levert, the teddy bear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Gerald, hey. Gerald was a beast. Can't go wrong with Gerald. Right? A lot of babies made on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the gold of my era. I've been a trending topic. I'm as fly as a feather. My pocket's macroscopic. See, with time, I get better. I'm always in the action, kid. Know I got it locked from Chicago where the toughest live. Concrete jungle, earn my stripes on the pavement there. You make it here, then you can make it anywhere. No comparison. Your game is embarrassing. No one can touch me. I'm all for going there again. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha A.G. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hoop Dreams the Podcast, an Unlearning Network production. Written and produced by Arthur Ag, Will Gates, Matt Hoffer, with audio engineering from Matt Savage. For more episodes, check us out at www.unlearningnetwork.com. Gotta be a dog to survive in this cold weather. Ice in my veins, no need for a warm sweater. I'm coming for it all, best believe I won't let up, yeah. Hey, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Yeah, I think I'm balling like I'm Will Gates. I'm hoop dreaming, trying to fight against a sealed fate. More faith, think I'm balling like I'm Martha Agee. I'm box office and one day they gon' have to pay me. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. 
It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Pam offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.